Welcome to Legendary, a podcast about inspirational college students and the dreams, goals, and visions they are working to achieve. I'm your host, Rudy Bowman. Like you said, my name is Austin Bruce. This is my last semester here at BYU-Idaho. I'm a finance student. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm from California. Came over here about two semesters, three semesters ago with my wife. And we decided to, to get our degrees here and progress in life a little bit. How did you even choose BYU-Idaho? Um, so being a member of the church, that's yeah. kind of an easy thing. And it's cheap, affordable tuition. Um, the environment... At first, I didn't know the environment was what I was seeking and looking for, but as soon as I got here and started learning from my professors and having a couple of them multiple times and creating good relationships with them, I realized that this environment and how the teachers teach and interact with the students is the perfect thing for me. If it wasn't for those mentors and teachers, I would not be where I am today in the process of creating my business. Austin is a student who is in the process of starting a business. In this episode, we're going to hear all about it. What would you say has been the biggest holdup from graduating sooner? Biggest holdup, I guess you can say, is knowing what to do, finding, I guess you can say, your path. And I think I found that a little bit later. Because when I first came here, too, I had an idea of what I wanted to do, and it was nothing what I'm doing now. So what, I, what was that? I was going to go into uh, CIT, Computer Information Technology. Okay. Um, took two classes in that and realized that uh wasn't for me. Got out of there pretty Got quick. Got out of it quick. Um, but then I, I transferred over to business finance. Yeah. Another thing, that reason why we're taking so long to graduate, well, me in particular, uh, my wife just graduated last semester. Oh, okay. Uh, so she's done finally. We took a semester off to go to China and teach. English there. Did you do China Horizons? Or? We did ILP, International Language Program. Okay. So we took a semester off for that just to have fun and enjoy our young married life a little bit. So what um, what jobs have you had while you're up here? Um, up here, I've had only one real job. It was an internship with the Rexburg Chamber of Commerce. Okay. I was their accounting intern last spring. Um, and that job was pivotal in helping me with my business endeavors as well. I was able to meet members of the city council, able to meet local business owners, and introduce to them the idea of my scooter share. And right now, Chris Mann was my boss at the, the Chamber of Commerce. He is the only member of the city council that supported the scooter share. And if it wasn't for him and my relationship with him, I would not even have the opportunity to start this business here in Rexburg. Could you explain a little more about your, your scooter share idea and what's uh, what's going on there? Okay, so uh, we'll start from the beginning. Um, when me and Sarah lived in China, we were first introduced to bike shares. And I'm at that point, I was studying business. How it, long ago was that? Just to... That was two springs ago, so spring of 18. Okay. Um, so from there, my business mind is going crazy. I'm not sleeping at night thinking about it. Um, for the whole summer, I had another job in where we're from in Orville, California, working for my wife's grandfather doing plastic molding injection. Okay. So I'm there. In between machines, like you close a machine and it does itself for like a minute. I'm just there thinking about business. And then I'll finally open the door for the next part to go. So there the whole time I'm just thinking. And I was like, I need to bring this to Rexburg. 
and that's about a year ago. So this whole year, I've been planning and thinking about and researching bike share. And it wasn't until like six months ago when I pivoted over scooters. And each class I took gave me an extra piece to build my plan. Were you able to work on it um, as like part of projects for your classes? Yeah, I was. So my B215 class was spreadsheets. And I was able to do my final project on my business, my business plan model, a financial statement, and everything of that nature. It was actually really helped out a lot. So you were working for your grandpa and uh, or your your grandpa-in-law, I guess. Grandpa-in-law. Yeah. Or your wife's grandfather. Well, my wife's grandfather, okay. yeah. <laughs> and so what, what business did he own? He owns Diversified Products Manufacturing, DPM. And he he started the company about 20, 30 years ago. Um, and they manufacture parts for gas stations. Like all the stuff you don't see underneath the ground, underneath your gas pump, he builds all those parts. And wow. his stuff was pretty ingenu- ingenuitive um, when they came out. And he's still creating amazing products that have disrupted that industry. So what impact would you say he's had on your life? So he, he started pretty much just like I did from an idea and just built it. Um, so just being around that business environment and learning from him has really been impactful. Um, he's also my angel investor. So he gave me the first $15,000 to start my market research, get some products for the, the company. Um, so he's been, gave me some cash for that. Perfect, I was gonna ask about that too. Um, obviously scooters cost money and uh, to start a business it costs money. How much, um, when you decided you wanted to start this business, how would you even go about finding that money? And To start a business, there's about 100 steps you need to take. When I first started, I knew maybe the first two. Okay. And from there, I just had to learn step by step what I needed to do. I had, I, in the back of my head, I always knew I'd get money somehow, either through a loan or through some sort of investor. Um, or the, when you're financing a business, there's a couple different ways of going about it. You can do it through debt, through loans, or through financiers, uh, investors, and they get a piece of your business. Or you can do it through doing pre-sales to your customers, which here in a couple weeks, we're going to do our soft opening, and we're going to start to pre-sale memberships for spring 2020. Okay. So we'll be getting money from our customers before we really start. How much did you figure you needed? Um, it's changed over the couple years, over the year I've been working on it. At this point, we need about $150,000. Okay. That includes 100 scooters. That includes the trucks we'll need to transport them. It includes some working capital to cover the first couple months of expenses before revenue really starts coming in. Right. Um, and before, that number was a lot larger. Um, when I wanted 200 scooters, now I'm just going to get 100. Do you want 100 here in Rexburg? Or? So we're going to do a double opening, Rexburg and Pocatello in spring 2020. Okay. 50-50. Um, just for now, get things going, debug the system, um, learn how each market really works. Um, and then uh, and three to six months after that, we'll bring another 50 on per city. Okay. And there'll be some other perks and incentives there as well. That's cool. For example, we're going to do a scholarship. The more you ride, the better chance you have of getting the scholarship. Cool. That's fun. Um, so some some competition and, and reward system. So growing up, my father was a business owner. Okay. So 
from there from the beginning I, I learned from him um, he's been a great influence in that matter um, and actually the name of my company Healy's Wheelies is an honor or an homage to my father it's and, kind of a uh, homage to the, the Austin Healy right the classic British car yeah okay. I don't know if you're how familiar you are with it but my father owned three of them throughout his whole life and actually named me after his car really uh, take it what how you will but i kind of like it well if you'd be named after a car that's the car to be named after yeah um and so healy is the car austin healy so i took the name healy and then the colors of my company red cherry red black and white are after the three colors of the cars that he owned amazing so this homage to him and and um during that process it was about a year when his health was failing and I would take care of him alongside my mom and my wife and seeing how he led his life because he he became complacent in his business and didn't grow it and it it affected him affected his health it affected his financial situation and seeing that and seeing the effects of it really has pushed me to learn as much as I possibly can and have the ambition to to be healthy and create a healthy business in order to support myself and others around me. When we are young, our dads seem invincible. It's only when something goes wrong that we actually realize how fragile life is. Over the course of the last year, Austin's dad's health declined slowly until last summer when he passed away. Austin is carrying on his legacy through his new business. Yeah, that that push is what is needed. If you have a great idea, that's one thing, but having that execution is is what you really need. And there's going to be ups and downs. I've been in meetings with people twice my age and twice my knowledge, uh, if that's the right way of saying it. But like they know more than me. It's intimidating. Yeah. And going up to them as a young, dumb, broke college kid saying, hey, I got a great idea. Uh, it takes a little, little ambition, a little drive to do that. Yeah. And I've been told no. I've been told my idea won't work. A lot of, um, I guess, de- degrading ideas have been come towards me in this whole negativity. process. Yeah. Negativity. Yeah, what would you say is the most uh, negative experience like you've had? <laughs> could, could you come up with one? Or? Oh, yeah, I yeah. can. <laughs> okay. So part of the process, I wanted the scooters to be able to be on campus. Right. At this point, they will not be allowed, um, partly because of me. Um, I've attended a couple meetings with uh, campus administration just asking how I would go about getting permission to have my scooters on campus. And the first meeting went terrible. The school shut Austin down and didn't leave any room for negotiation, which frustrated Austin. But he's an entrepreneur. Good entrepreneurs get back up after they've been knocked down. Have you always, so you've always known you're going to start a business, right? Or have you always known that or what? Deep in my bones, I always knew I was, okay. even though if it wasn't in the forefront of my mind. When I was six years old, my family had a plum tree out in the front of our yard. I would go collect those and go door to door with a wagon trying to sell them to my neighbors. A little bit of summer sales going on. Yeah, yeah. I, I was, I was, 
I wanted money and I knew how to go get it. Unfortunately, everyone on my neighborhood also had fruit trees. Oh, dang it. So only my really close friends and neighbors would buy from me. And then from there... Grandparents or something? Yeah. From there, I would I, I was always scheming how to get cash. Right. How to make money. I would I tried doing a lawn care service. Um, right after my mission, um, I started doing leather goods. Um, Did you hand make them? Yeah, I handmade them. Okay. I was like, I was on YouTube one day and I just, oh, this is a cool video. I took a look at it. It's like, you know what? I could totally do that. So I put some cash down, get some tools and equipment. I started making them. I was making belts, wallets, journals, and I was, I made uh, quite a bit of, quite a bit of money. Was I, it on Etsy or? No, it was just, I was getting to that point, but I was just still trying to get my process down. I would sell to members of the church. I made about 500 bucks. Um, I still have $2,000 worth of product at this point that I haven't sold yet. Right. Uh, but I'll have Christmas presents for a long time. That's great. That's great. So you would just go to uh, Elder's Quorum and make an announcement? And... Yeah, hey, I got belts. <laughs> Anyone needs belts? I see you all looking kind of, that belt's about to fall apart. I got your fix right here, man. Perfect. <laughs> Hustling at the church. Yeah. You know, anywhere you can do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and do, do you have a business partner right now? I do. With, with your scooter share? Okay. I do. So that's also an interesting story. At, at first, I wasn't planning on having a business partner, but I realized, whoa, this is a lot of work, and I don't know what I'm doing, right. so I need some help. Um, at Mesa Falls, where I live, they're doing a vendor event, and people that live there could could have a free spot to sell their goods or whatever. So I, I set up a, a booth for my scooter share, just getting people aware, having them test out the scooter, doing some market research. Really? And along came um, this guy called Drew. Drew and Austin actually had a lot in common, and they were able to make a deal. Drew and his team will work on the marketing and making those local connections that are so important to Austin's business. I'm going to do something different. I'm going to connect the writers with the community. Um, our, our motto is uh, c- connecting you to where you want to go, when you want to go. And we're going to try to incentivize people to go to certain places around town, making the community a little bit more connected, a little bit more unified, um, especially with all these students that don't have cars and they, they have to walk around or bum a ride from the roommate. Right. We want them to be able to go to Fat Cats without worrying about how they're going to get there. And Fat Cats is going to love that. So many different things. Like I, I don't even remember all of them. Yeah. But there's so many different things that have happened that the right time, the right place, with the right people have gotten me this far and are going to propel me that much further. So you said there's like about a hundred steps in starting a business. And for those of us who are out there and maybe probably maybe some listeners who are wanting to start a business eventually while, while in school, that's what this is targeted at. Um, what would you say has been um, like the easiest way to go about starting a business? I, I said there's way. I said there's a hundred ideas there's or a hundred steps there's more like a thousand steps yeah there's there's a lot that you have to do not to discourage anyone um, and so basically you don't need to know all of them in order to start right just start have an idea start researching it 
and, and go for it. That's the main message. Just go for it. Even if someone thinks it's a bad idea, just, just go for it. Try it out, especially while you're in school. Um, and I'll be honest, even if my scooter share company does not succeed and fails, I will be that much more valuable to future employers. I mean, to tell them, hey, I did this during school. I have this much more experience. Actually, here pretty soon, I'm going to present in front of the city council in Pocatello. I've been in meetings with lawyers, with with city directors, all sorts of stuff. Like, I've been in the real world, you can say. Right. Before I've graduated. Yeah, because I think, and that's one of the reasons why I'm starting this podcast uh, for students to listen to, because a lot of times there's, you sit at home and you, you have your routine of homework and school. But there's a lot of people like you who are out and about uh, following their passions, their dreams while at school and making it happen. You know, it's still possible during school. Um, a lot of times school does lead to your passions and dreams. So if you're in school, you know, and you don't find the time or whatever to have, and you don't have another dream, that's totally fine. But there's a lot of people that might want to do something extra. What do you think is like the the biggest lesson you've learned so far like during this I'd say the biggest lesson is you can't stop trying you just you have to have some gumption some grit most successful people out there have grit they work hard and they don't let small obstacles or even big obstacles get in their way they find a way around them or above them I have a dream I know what I want and I know certain ways of how to get there. And this is one of them, creating a business. I'm gonna do it. The idea is to, to find opportunities. How can you find opportunities if you're not out there doing things? Right. You have to be around people. You have to, you have to be around different ideas. Um, I would have never had the idea to do the scooter share business if I wasn't out in China. And being with people out there and, and discovering new things you have to have passions you have to get out there and be involved in different things in order to find opportunities and eventually become successful the first thing is even though we're young we're kind of dumb um let's not think that don't let that be a hindrance in trying to do something right um go out there and just try that's the first thing try and don't be afraid of failure a couple weeks after I interviewed Austin, he messaged me on Facebook. He was slightly discouraged and he informed me he was ready to throw in the towel for his business. The numbers weren't working out to be profitable. As Austin said, failure is necessary. Even if it is necessary, it's still discouraging. After a couple more weeks, I met back up with Austin to see what had happened. He shared some good news. He had reworked the numbers, cut some things, and the business was still on. Make sure to hop on a Healy scooter when you see them hit the streets this spring. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to subscribe, follow us on Facebook and Instagram, and leave a review. Thank you for listening.